2: More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really?
2: Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Week 13 is almost upon us. Uh, There is no Thursday night game, however, um, we are still going to be breaking down all the Sunday night games, Monday night as well, and even a Tuesday night game. There you go. Um, Spoiler alert. Um, So, big show for you. We've got Katie back, as always, Um, and we have Kelsey Trainer joining us as well um, from... New York. Um, she's joining us to do um, guest the win margins as part of our guests. Now, Craig Nickel sadly lost last week. Um, however, I won, so it's fine. Um, Katie's still looking for another win to try and get back at me. Let's see if uh, Chelsea can fare any better uh, than Craig did last week. So far, the team of guests have just one win that was Alex Kranas a couple of weeks back if you want to get us on social media you can do so across the pond sports podcast uh, on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter at ATP sports podcast let's get on with the show so we're back with katie as always um joining us this week to play gets the win margin we have a very very special guest um kelsey trainer and um, kelsey is a lawyer producer writer um, who resides in new york City. uh she currently serves as in-house counsel for the national media company um formerly kelsey worked on a, a little tv show um called blue bloods uh which is a cbs show um uh, she's a two-sport collegiate athlete and former college coach. Um, Kelsey also writes for a number of publications regarding issues relating to collegiate athletes, equality, in sports. Um, talking quality in sports, um, there's been a, a big news story today um, that came out about the women's national soccer team. Um, can you let us know a, bit, a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so you obviously know about the U.S. Women's National Team Equal Pay lawsuit. It's been a big lawsuit, obviously, after they won the world cup last year you know the chance of equal pay were ringing out across the the stadium in france um and so part of that case was actually dismissed by the judge early this year the equal pay part of the case uh but yesterday we had a big update in that the remaining part of it which was working conditions so the venue that they play in the conditions they play under the um their travel uh hotels et etc that part was settled between U.S. soccer um, and the women's national team. So that part's essentially over and done with, and now the players can appeal the equal pay portion of the case. Um, So it's kind of a win. It's something that the players have been fighting for for a very long time. And now that they have these, you know, better accommodations, they're going to be playing on grass, um, you know, They have the equal number of charter flights as the men's national team does. Um, So now that they have all those things, they can kind of not worry about that and going forward, you know, kind of bargain for um, higher pay uh, in their future contracts.
2: And that's a big positive because I think women's sport in general is becoming more and more on TV. Uh, We see the WNBA, especially that was at the forefront um, even kind of beating out the, uh, the NBA um, at times. Um, so no, it's, it's good news for the women. Um, and hopefully they can get that equal pay because let's be honest, the men's national team doesn't do as half as well as the women's national team. So yeah, right. it, it doesn't, doesn't really yes, add up. Yeah,
0: that was part of the argument. You know, the judge dismissed the equal pay portion saying that, you know, if you took the men's national team and the women's national team, you took their collective bargaining agreements and you compare them that the women actually would have made more, or more money than the men. But the women, in order to do that, the women had to win. Like, the women making all their money, like, they had to win, where the men have not won in God knows how long. So
2: they, they um, it's to hard to compare.
0: <laughs> yeah, they literally just have to turn up, get paid, which, you know, part of that is FIFA right and so that's part of what's going to be going and forward we all
2: know that that's sp- corrupt as well
0: right right the pressure from u.s soccer you know to on fifa and to have a bit more equitable um pay in terms of prize money so we'll see we'll see where it ends up
2: well good luck with that hopefully we'll we'll uh, get some more news on that very soon um in terms of american football um or rather than soccer um, you're an eagles fan um from yeah. philadelphia born and raised you have to always say that um after Prince of Belia. um what's it like this season being an Eagles fan
0: um it's been terrifying it's been horrible um nothing about it has been good um you know I have to say like it's been tough to watch I think I watched replays of this past game because I couldn't tune in um you know, being an Eagles fan, we were so used to losing for such a long time that I think, you know, having won the Super Bowl, you know, in the last five years is helpful for us going forward. Um, and any, you know, any area that we are right now and any field uh, level of terror that we're at, um, we're just holding on to that one moment where it's like, oh, you know, we're back into the land of Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, but don't worry, we have that Super Bowl win, you know, a few years back to kind of tide us over for the next, five ten years <laughs>
2: that would definitely keep you going uh yeah. what we'll do then is we will move right along to to the games for this week now there is no Thursday night game um thankfully uh, <laughs> Thursday Thursday games have never been particularly good Katie will attest to that won't you Katie
1: I never know what to expect on Thursday nights everything I think is going to happen just goes right out the window so <laughs> I'm glad there's no Thursday game <laughs> I can prepare
2: <laughs> um, the Buccaneers and the Panthers both have a bye week this week, quite a, a late bye week. Um, I always feel like after Thanksgiving, there's not really ever any bye weeks, but this has been a crazy season. So um, fair play. Um, we'll move it right along then to the early games. The first of the early games is the Saints at the Falcons. Um, the Saints still look like the, they're playing with Hill um, at quarterback. He's done pretty well uh, for the last couple of weeks, Katie, Um but then the Falcons had a huge win last week. So h- how do we see this one going?
1: You know, it's interesting because you, you say that Hill had a pretty good game last week. And honestly, I just think that what's really shown up is that New Orleans defense, New Orleans defense is they've only put, given up 28 points over the past four games. Now, I know one of those games was against my hapless Broncos who were playing without a quarterback. But still, that is a really good Uh, feet and I think that that is kind of the headline here that that's a a defensive front that is going to be able to take their team all the way to the Super Bowl that they haven't missed a beat with having Drew Brees out I mean Taysom Hill is is playing okay Um, I mean he's he's not the same type of quarterback that Drew Brees is but uh, he's keeping his his team in there and um, his defense is absolutely stepping up I'm really excited about this game because the Falcons under Raheem Morris have completely changed their game. They're turning their season around. They, they The defense was the handicap of this team uh, for the first half of the season, and they've totally turned their, their game around. And th- this is a team that produced five turnovers last week against the Raiders. So this, I think, is actually going to be a, a much better game than we originally thought it was going to be. And I think that the Falcons are going to be able to hang in there with the with the Saints, especially since they're going to be playing without Drew Brees. So I have this game actually going to the Falcons by three.
2: Okay. Um, so I'm I'm siding with uh, the Saints. I think they have momentum going. Um, so I, I'm taking the Saints by three. So I still think it'll be a tight game, but I'm, I'm going Saints by three. Kelsey, what about you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go purely on record for this one. Um, uh, nine and two Saints versus uh, if the Falcons are what? Four and six, four and seven. Uh, seven I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Do I have to give a, 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 a number?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, just h- how many are you gonna win by?
0: All right, I'll go with the Saints
2: by six. By six, okay. So almost yeah. a touchdown. Um, we then head out to um, Soldier Field. Um, the hapless Lions, who are have fired their coach, uh, they're taking on the Bears, who can't decide who they want to play quarterback. Um, the Lions are dreadful have been dreadful all season their 4-7 and seven record probably makes them look a bit better than they, they actually have been uh, but the Bears aren't any much better uh, Kelsey I, I'm taking um, the Detroit Lions surprisingly because what we do see is when there's a coaching change that usually falls a win for, this, for that team so I'm taking the Lions but I'm taking them by 4
0: yeah, I'm gonna go with um, the Bears because I think the only thing sadder than being an Eagles fan sometimes is being a Detroit Lions fan. Um, <laughs> just like historically, so I just think that we're at that point where, like, you know, they've hit they've hit the low, but I think there's still I think there's still more low to go uh, in being a Lions fan this season. So I'm gonna go with the Bears by by three
2: by three. Okay. All right, Katie Harris, with it. are you gonna split us?
1: You know, it's funny because you both bring up such very valid points. The Lions, that seems like they're always on the wrong end of the the win column, um, despite no matter who they bring in, you know, for for their team, and they always try to bring in talent, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, everything just seems to go downhill for them. Uh, I mean, the the Lions' defense is bad. I mean, this this is a, a Lions team that has gave up twenty points against. Uh, Panthers a couple weeks ago, and the Panthers were without Teddy Bridgewater and without Christian McCaffrey, um, and they still couldn't score against them. So, the Lions are in a rough spot. But you bring up a good point, James. With any time that there's a coaching change, it does seem like they're able to win the game for their new coach. Um, but I agree with Kelsey on this one. I think that the Lions are just—they're struggling too much this year. So I'm also going to go with the Bears. Uh, they need—they need to start winning again. This was a—this te- is a team that has not won since mid-October. So it's about time they got another W up on their on their side of the the stats column. So I'm going to go with the Bears winning by seven.
2: By seven. Okay, so they won to by a touchdown. Um, The next one is the Browns and the Titans. Um, The Titans uh, really showed up last week um, against the Colts and pretty much blew them out. Uh, Rivers didn't have much of an answer uh, for the Titans um, and your man um, just blew everyone away. Um, But it's the Browns and the Browns have been grinding and wins all season long. It's been ugly It's been Browns football, let's be honest. Um, So it hasn't been pretty, but they have been grinding out wins. Um, Kay, this is one game where they're going up against a team with a similar record. Um, uh, Can the Browns win out grinding it out still?
1: That was a statement I don't think we thought we'd say this. This year the Browns and Titans having a similar record and, and it being a good record at that. Um, yeah. This is a, a game between two really good teams and, and this is the Browns lost Odell. So this is a, a great game and the Browns defense is something that is I think pretty underrated. I think that they're, they've turned a lot of it. their their defense around miles Garrett is supposed to be back for this game. Um, so if he is, I think that's going to be huge. Man, if if they can't shut down Derrick Henry, there's there's no way that they can win this game. That has to be their number one goal, shutting down Derrick Henry. And I think that with their defense, they're going to be able to make it tough on him. Um, So I think that the Browns are going to keep it close, but the Titans are going to come out on top. I have the Titans winning by two
2: two so a tight one um so I've taken the Titans also because I think Henry is is just outstanding um I don't think the Cleveland Browns defense is is as strong um Garrett is obviously having a, a great season but um nah, I, I just see um this being a good passing game for Tanhill as well I think they're they're gonna pass the ball well um so I've taken um the uh, Titans by eight Kelsey, where, where, where are you going to split us up? Are you going to go Browns or are you going to stick to Titans?
0: I'm going to go Titans here. I mean, this is an interesting game with their tied record. And like you said, it's really interesting to be like saying that for the Browns. Um, you know, to me, the uh, Derek Henry is somebody that whenever I have him on my fantasy football team, he's horrible. And then whenever I'm playing against him, he's great. <laughs> um so I'm gonna go kind of against that and, and you know say maybe the Titans by a touchdown here
2: by a touchdown okay um so yeah I think that will I think we were probably probably all in agreement that's going to be a pretty tight game one game that's not going to be tight I, I can't foresee this is the Dolphins um, and the Bengals now I said this last week uh, if Joe Joe Burrow was playing no issue I think this would be a tight game um, he's not playing he's out for the season I'm gutted I was bigging him up all season um, but someone else isn't playing in this game and that's Tua um, so that kind of throws a spanner in the works for, for potentially Miami he's apparently got a sore thumb um, the Dolphins though under Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic whichever one turns up um, tend to do pretty well um, he is pretty steady and pretty reliable Kelsey, surely the Dolphins can get this one. They are they are at home. They've got some fans in the stadium. Um, did the Dolphins come out with a win?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Dolphins by a touchdown here, purely on the fact that I think that Miami, um, as a city, has some like good mojo going for them because the Marlins hired a female GM. So I'm just this is like not scientifically football at all, but I'm just gonna. Hope that the city of Miami is just crushing it right now. Again, weird to to see the the Dolphins with a uh, you know, a record like that.
2: Yeah, I think we're all all a bit surprised. Um, Katie, Bengals can't do much without Joe Burrow, can they?
1: No, I mean, we, we saw it last week with with Brandon Allen. I mean, he only had a hundred and fifteen. Passing yards against the Jets <laughs> in Week 12. So, and, and the Dolphins have a better defense than, than I'm sorry, not the Jets, the Giants in Week 12. And regardless, the the Dolphins have a better defense than I think that the Giants do. Um, Joe, it's it's really it, it's too bad that we lost Joe Burrow for the remainder of the season with his torn ACL because he was really making the Bengals exciting to kind of watch. He was keeping his team in there. Granted, they weren't winning games, but. They were exciting to watch, and it felt like they were close. Um, and I just feel like losing him, there. there's no chance for them, really. <laughs> um, so I have the Dolphins winning this game, regardless if it's Tua in there or if it's Fitzpatrick. I think that overall they're a much better team. So I have the Dolphins winning this pretty handedly. I have them winning it by 14.
2: By 14, okay. Um, so I've not been as conservative as you have. Um, I think that the Dolphins are going to have a, a blowout game. I think if if the Bengals do score, then it's just garbage time. I think it's fourth quarter add-on points. Um, I've decided to to go big and and take the uh, Dolphins by 21. So we'll have to to wait and see how that one works out. I don't know if it will be 21, but I I just think Fitzpatrick's due due a decent game. Um, He did play well last week.
1: I hope that Tua actually does come back because – the last time we saw him was against the Broncos and it was, it was not a good showing. Um, I think that it'd be good to get him back out there against some of these weaker teams to kind of get his confidence up uh, after being seen so much quarterback pressure against the Broncos. So I think that'd be good for him to play against some of these weaker defenses and get his confidence back up. And I hope that he plays, but regardless if it's Fitzpatrick or two, they're, they're going to win
2: okay I'm talking about weak teams um our next two games involve exceptionally weak teams and the Jacksonville Jaguars are taking on a, a reviving um Minnesota Vikings they they've really turned their season around uh, Cook has been pretty outstanding uh, Cousins has actually been playing pretty well I didn't think I'd say that anytime soon uh on the flip side the Jaguars have been horrendous and they're really kind of Trying to hope that the Jets win a game so that they can try and take the number one pick. Um, for, from what we can see, um, I've taken the Vikings quite handedly. I've taken them by fourteen. Uh, I think this is this has got blowout written all over it. What about you, Kelsey?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings by uh, by. You know, let's let's up it. Let's go Vikings by uh, by twenty. By
2: twenty, let's see, let's wow. see where
0: they're at. I don't, you know, <laughs> just you know, we got to take risks sometimes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, and it's a tough one for them as well, because the Vikings could come out, blow them out in the first three quarters, and then the Jags end up with a couple of touchdowns just in garbage time. So um, I suppose you've got to look at it that way. Katie, Jags have been horrendous and and continue to be. um, I I don't see that changing. The Vikings are, are pretty strong and they're going to want to level up their record and make themselves six and six.
1: Yeah, I think that the Vikings are going to win this game too, although Mike Glennon is starting again, so it looks like the uh, gardner Minshew era is over in Jacksonville for for at least now. I mean, uh, apparently they they just want to try and do something to get some wins, and uh, going with Mike Glennon is their best option, and he put up a good game last week, so I, I mean, I, I get why they're going with him, but at this point of the season and sitting with only one win, I, I've probably would be going after that draft pick and not really worrying about, uh, who's, who the, who the, better quarterback is. So, um, that's kind of interesting, but yep, they're going with Mike Glennon. And I think that, uh, he'll do his best to keep them in it, but it's, it's not going to be, uh, they're not going to be able to win this game. The Vikings are, are finally starting to click. And, um, what we saw last week, that even with some mistakes, they were able to overcome them and, uh, we get the, get those late, get the late win. So I have the Vikings winning this game by 10.
2: By right. 10. So, yeah, I think we all well, pretty agree that uh, it's going to be a very win for the Vikings. Um, so I mentioned that there was two terrible teams. Um, so, yes, the Jets, who probably no one will watch. Um, so Vegas can do whatever they want in this game, and no one will mind. Um, <laughs> the Raiders are, are in New York. It's... It's just not a nice game to call. I'm going to come out and say it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to call the Raiders by 24. I think they just walk all of the Jets because the Jets want to be walked all over. Um, they want that number one pick, and they're going to do everything they can not to win a game. So um, I think this one's probably pretty cut and dry. And um, don't you think, Katie? Yeah, but, well, they're
1: sticking with Sam Darnold. And Adam Gase still has a job. So, I mean, like that basically says they're going after the number one pick. And um, I I feel bad for Sam Darnold. Hopefully he can get another chance to be a a backup somewhere. But he's not panning out in New York, and and neither is Adam Gase. The Raiders need to redeem themselves after that terrible outing that they had last week and all the turnovers that they had against the Falcons. So I think that the Raiders are going to come out and have one of their best games of the season. Um, And I have them winning this game by 10.
2: 10 um, Kelsey the Raiders had a terrible game last week and uh, they, they really sucked um, they have to come back I mean they've already got beat off one bad team in the, in the Falcons surely they can't get beaten by two
0: yeah no I'm gonna go off I'm gonna go off the cuff here and pick that no I'm just kidding I would never pick the Jets um, <laughs> I also can't believe that Adam Gay still has a job after last year uh, the fact that he's made it a whole almost a whole season Uh, Again, with a job um, is mind blowing. Um, I would love to have a job where you just don't have to perform. Um, Yeah, so I think it's going to be a big win for the Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders by 21.
2: 21, okay, so yeah I think we're all pretty much in agreement that there's not much chance for a Jets win um, A team that we didn't think at the beginning of the season could win a game uh, was the Texans um, They're going up against the Colts They're at home um, The Texans have really turned themselves around the last couple of games, got themselves a couple of good wins, but they're going up against the Colts team that is having a great season um, Yes, they lost last week and it was pretty much a blowout, uh, but still a good team and, and rivers does seem to have games where he's on it one game and maybe not the next katie for the colts this is probably must win to keep them in big playoff contention
1: absolutely and i think that that's what we were kind of starting to think that we were seeing out of the colts after they beat the packers and the ravens uh we oh the colts are for real so I think that it's actually going to be an upset though, this week, I'm picking the Texans to upset the Colts um, mostly just because of Deshaun Watson and his play. He has 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions in his last four games. And uh, they're, they're playing better since firing bill O'Brien. So I think that that is going to be a, a big reason why this game is close. JJ Watt is back from the dead and, um, it's going to be interesting how the Texans are able to play without Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. Those are two really good players that are going to be sitting out for the next six games. But I kind of feel like this is a good game for the Texans to kind of surprise and and upset the Colts on. So I have the Texans winning this game by
2: three. By three, OK. Um, Kelsey, the Texans have turned their season around. And they still have a losing record. Um, can they they pull off an upset against Phil Rivers and a, a pretty decent Colts team?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the upset as well. I think I'm going to go with um, the Texans by three. I mean, I think I have a few of their players on my fantasy football team, so I'm you know willing this one into an existence here. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree with Katie, and that I think it is kind of the perfect chance for an upset.
2: Okay, um, so I'm going against you both. Um, I'm taking the Colts. Um, I'm, trusted in rivers he had a bad game last week he does seem to give himself a kick up the rear end um after a loss and and come out the next week and look pretty decent um, so i i've went with the, the colts by four um so i'm pretty confident in that um what we'll do is we will take a, a really short break and then we'll be right back with uh, the late sunday games and also monday night football and tuesday night football <laughs> Okay, so I'm back with Katie and Kelsey and we're going through the late Sunday games, Monday and a weird Tuesday. Um, We're going to start off with the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, The Rams, very much hot and cold, week in, week out. You don't know what kind of Rams team is going to show up. Uh, The Cardinals were very unlucky last week uh, to lose and I think Murray, when you've seen him sitting on the bench at the end of the game, looked quite disheartened by the the outcome. Um, Cardinals have a good record. They've been playing well and and murray looks outstanding um and as long as he can keep running i I pretty much think this is a a cardinals win i i'm gonna say i'm taking the cardinals by five i don't know how you feel katie
1: yeah you know it's interesting because we i was thinking that the reason that he put up such a dud against the patriots last week was because of his shoulder but he came out and said nope Nope. It wasn't the shoulder. It was that Patriots defense. They, they hindered my rushing attack. So um, you know, apparently his shoulder is fine. And if his shoulder is fine, then I think that we are in for a very good matchup. This is the thing though, the Rams defense is legit where Arizona's defense is struggling. Um, That's one of the main reasons that they're sitting at six and five, I think, because Murray and, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds—they have so many weapons on offense, but it's their defense that's really allowing these weaker teams to come in and and make the games close. Unfortunately, and because of that, I think that that is what is going to make the Rams come out on top. That their their defense is better than the Cardinals' defense, and I have the Rams winning this game by three.
2: By three, Kelsey, you going with the the hot and cold Rams or the almost defenseless? Defenseless uh, Cardinals.
0: I'm gonna go with the defenseless Cardinals because, uh, again, Murray's my starting quarterback in my fantasy football, one of my fantasy football leads. Um, again, I need to will this win and this uh, these points into existence. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Cardinals by seven.
2: By seven. So you're giving them a touchdown. Um, now we have been saying pretty much um, all year long that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing angry um, or sorry we'll, we'll move on to the Giants Seahawks first so we'll, we'll cover that in a second um, we've been saying all the season long though as well about the Giants um, that there's two halves of New York there's the Jets half which just want to play for a number one pick they're not really interested in winning games but there's a, then the Giants side of New York where they're actually putting in an effort now I'm a Cowboys fan so I'm no big fan of the Giants however one thing that I have given props to um, throughout the season is they are actually trying to win games. Um, they're not tanking. They're not kind of doing any kind of weird and wonderful processes or anything like that. Um, but they are going up against the Seahawks. And I think that this is just going to be a, a game too far for the Giants. Um, I've taken the Seahawks by 10. Um, I, think they can, I think Russell Wilson will, will have a pretty decent game. I don't think the defense has too much to worry about. Kelsey do you think that this two halves of New York is, is a thing or um, am I just whistling in the wind you
0: know I think I'm just looking at the Seahawks uh, you know win off of my my Eagles very recently and I think that they're gonna have another feast uh, the NFC East is absolutely atrocious um, so I think that I'm gonna go with the Seahawks by 14
2: at 14 okay um, Katie. Are you gonna take the Giants? Are you brave? No.
1: Oh, come on, don't be silly. I'm not <laughs> no, never no. I mean, the not even not like it the Giants were were outstanding before, but I mean the fact that they're gonna be playing without Daniel Jones. Um, again, it's not like like Colt McCoy hasn't been in this position before. It's not like this is his first time as a starting quarterback, but they're the Giants are struggling without Saquon Barkley. Uh Wayne Gallman has stepped up uh these past few weeks and I think that this game might end up being a little bit closer than what we might originally anticipate because the Seattle defense is, is bad. This, the, despite the fact that they're doing so well, they're sitting at number two in the NFC. Um, it's due, mostly due to their strong quarterback play and the fact that they have two number one wide receivers on their team with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's kind of masking the fact that their defense is really, really bad, um, and I think that they'll still be able to. Uh, the Giants will still be able to, to score some points, but uh, Seattle's just going to be able to to have a, a good game against the Giants, and I have Seattle winning this game by ten.
2: Ten, okay. Um, so as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by myself. Um, the Packers, all season long, we've been saying that Aaron Rodgers um, has been playing pretty angry. Um, he wasn't happy at the beginning of the season that um, they drafted another quarterback. Um, he, he took a little bit of offense to that, um, given he, he's still there. Um, the Eagles, your Eagles, Kelsey, they're they're not going to fare well in this game. I mean, I, I have a pretty handedly win for the Packers, who have had a couple of bad games, but I, I don't think this is going to be one of them. Do you want to lead us off and, and tell us what you think?
1: Well, Kelsey, I was going to ask you too. What do you think on your quarterback situation with with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts i mean as an eagles fan are you ready to say bye bye to, to Wentz and get Hurts out there or do you kind of still have a little bit of hope left in your your quarterback that took you to that super bowl
0: no you know what i have always been i think that after Wentz came back the year after we won the super bowl i think that he had this hero complex meaning nick foles won the super bowl right And he won the games after Carson was injured. Clearly everything Carson did up until that point was heroic. I mean, he was having an absolutely epic season. He was injured, what, against the Rams. Um, But I think that Carson that that year was playing within himself. And he didn't do things. He did the things that he did well. He didn't try to make. He made excellent plays, but they were all within what he could do. Foles wins the Super Bowl. And I think he comes back the next year, walking into a stadium every day with a statue of Nick Foles outside of it. And I think he had this had this hero complex that he needed to be bigger and better than he was when actually what he was was great if he played within himself. And so I think the Carson Wentz era has been over, um, you know, for a lot longer than maybe some other people have. And I think it's because he never fully uh, learned to, to go back to playing within himself and always wanted to, you know, have this hero complex in Philly. Um, so, you know, I, I like the guy and I like how he plays, but I just think that it's not there. That championship caliber is just, he's just not there. Uh, so I'm ready for for the Eagles to move on. Again, I definitely don't think that they're going to win this game. Um, you know, the NFC East and, you know, obviously particularly the Eagles have been horrible this year. Uh, the quarterback, you know, kind of carousel as of, as of recent doesn't help. Um, so I think that the Eagles get beat by, two touchdowns
2: 14. Team, wow okay
0: well and I it pains me like, it hurts me to say to be honest <laughs> yeah I know it's, it's always hard choosing against
2: your team it's all right the next game in a couple of games time it's it's the Broncos so you'll hear Katie right. it's fine <laughs> I
1: know it, it's hard for me to choose with my head and not my heart but uh I mean yeah I mean that's the thing with with Carson Wentz this is totally unlike what we I feel like what I would expect to see out of him, like when they drafted Jalen Hurts, I was like, what are they doing? Why are they drafting Hurts? Don't they don't they just sign Carson Wentz to all that all that money? Um, but I mean, he's has a league leading 15 interceptions um, and 10 fumbles. So I mean, when you're turning the ball over 25 times, I mean, that's Jameis Winston can attest to this. I mean, if you turn the ball over that much, you're going to lose your job. Um, and he's. It's unfortunate that Wentz is playing this way, because I think that he is, he seems like a really nice guy, um, and there's, there's so much talent on that team, but I feel like you, exactly what you said, Kelsey, I think that he's trying to have this hero complex, and he's kind of lost himself along the way. He seemed like he was, uh, had a lot of book smarts and a lot of football smarts on the field, and he's just forcing the ball and uh, trying to do too much, so I, this, this game is going to be one-handedly by the Packers. I have the, the Packers winning this game by 15.
2: 15 okay so I've gone a bit bigger Um, I think Aaron Rodgers comes out and he just bosses the game I think he's got so many weapons that Philly just are not going to be in this game I think from the get-go I think Green Bay put their foot down and and stamped their authority really early Um, I've taken Green Bay by 22. Yeah,
0: That hurts me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry Kelsey um, I apologise um, I, I, another team that we have been willing um, into doing well has been the, the uh, Chargers they have had a quarterback um, who came in um, at last minute he has been playing great all season his, um, the, the person who he took over from is, no, is not going to take a lawsuit out against the team for killing his career um and almost him um uh, by puncturing his lung um so it's probably a win for the chargers this week already um do, do you think katie that they're going to pick up this win against the patriots as well
1: despite cam newton only throwing for you know 70 yards and two interceptions the the, the patriots still won last week so they're still finding ways to win and they that's the thing is, is the Patriots. I feel like you can never count them out, and the, despite the fact that Pam, Cam Newton is having a very subpar year, uh, the Patriots are probably glad that they only signed him to a one-year deal. It, they're finding ways to win. On the flip side, Justin Herbert, man, this kid is due. I feel like he he's at three and eight, <laughs> and and I I just feel like it's about time that he should get some wins um, under his, under his belt. So I'm going to go with the Chargers winning this game. I have them winning it by four.
2: By four. Okay. Um, I'm in agreement. I think um, Herbert has been absolutely outstanding himself individually all season long. He's shown a lot of heart. He's really willed that team. Across the wins that they do have, um, and the losses that they've had have been close. There, there hasn't been too many kind of blowouts. So um, the Patriots, on the flip side, Cam Newton is—I think—the whole Cam Newton Bill Belichick thing that probably sees its uh, course at the end of the season, and that doesn't go on any more than that. Um, I've taken the Chargers as well. I've slightly closer. I'm saying a field goal, so I think the Chargers win by three. Um, Kelsey, do you think the Patriots can get the win, or or do you think Justin Herbert gets uh, a much needed and deserved win?
0: Now, I'm going to go with the power of the Patriots here. I think that they're going to get the win. Um, It's just like you said, it's so hard to count them out. Um, And being an Eagles fan, uh, you know, I say that much to my dismay. Um, So I'm going to go with the Patriots, Cam Newton by six.
2: Nice six, okay. Um, so we do then move on to Katie's Broncos. Um, they are traveling to Kansas. Um, and they're definitely going to be in Kansas all day. So, um, this has got to be a tough one for the Broncos. They actually will have a quarterback this week, which is probably a win in itself. Um, as long as they can stay at the, the quarterback room without masks on for a while. Um, come on, Katie, are you going with your head or your heart this week?
1: I'm going with my head and human cheat code, Patrick Mahomes. Um, There's he, he's so good. Um, And, and unfortunately the Broncos quarterbacks are not, um, this doesn't matter who's who plays this week. I I, most likely it'll be drew lock, but maybe the, the team will want to kind of rally around drew lock and, and show up and have a better game because they, I mean, let's be honest, they they tried last week against, <laughs> against the Saints, but if you don't have a quarterback, you, there's no way that you're going to actually win the game. Um, but they, they came out and tried and maybe they'll be able to put all that together and put a win to a, a close game together, but they're not going to win this game. So I have the Chiefs winning this game by 21.
2: 21. Oh, wow. Yeah, good I don't good. think I
1: I know. It's You're really hard to say Broncos. that.
2: Let's, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just stop. <laughs> uh, so Kelsey, since Katie doesn't want to talk about it anymore, um, the Chiefs, they've they they they've got this quite in hand, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, speaking of cheat code, every time I played PlayStation growing up, I always played as the Broncos because they were the cheat code. You know, I never lost a, a game against my older siblings playing as the Broncos. Um, and I think, you know, that has long since gone um so I obviously I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. Um, you know, Mahomes and uh you know former uh former Eagles head coach Andy Reid, uh you know, guy loves a good burger, loves a good cheesesteak. Um I'm gonna go with the uh the Chiefs by ten.
2: By ten. So you always you think it's gonna be a bit a bit tighter. Um
1: the Broncos defense isn't that bad, James. I mean, like the Broncos defense is pretty good.
2: You said twenty one. I, I know 21. I did <laughs> I've not even given my a score yet. You're already attacking me. <laughs> um, so uh, I've actually kind of went down a similar line. I, I think the Broncos will get some garbage down touchdowns um, in the second and the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I went with 14 um, for the Chiefs. Um, I, I do think it will be a bit closer than 21. I'm, I'm giving them that, but it's still going to be a big win for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are are on their way. Um, they're, they're hoping that the Pittsburgh Steelers maybe drop a, a loss somewhere this season um, so they can at least level up the series. So uh, we'll see how, how that pans out. Um, so that was the, the kind of late, late game. We move it along to Monday Night Football and those Pittsburgh Steelers who uh, at the moment are playing the, the Ravens. Um, they're up against the Washington football team who had... A pretty decent game, you know, um, on Thanksgiving. I didn't see it all. Who, who'd asleep. they play
1: again? Who'd they play again? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> your, your Cowboys, right? Yeah, they might have played the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't see past him. I don't see past the weapons that like he has. Claypool has been on another level. He's had a couple of games off, but he really has been pretty substantial um, in terms of touchdowns and I think that the Steelers are going to kind of wash the Washington football team away. Um, I'm taking the Steelers, and I'm taking them pretty handily by 22.
1: I think that it's going to be closer than you think. Um, I think that the footballers – they're, this game means way more to them than it does to the Steelers because they're in a tie right now with the Giants for the for first place in the NFC East at four and seven. Um, so I think that they will see that Daniel Jones is out and this is their chance to get that one game lead, um, in the NFC East. So I, I think that the, the footballers are going to come out and be playing really, really hard. Um, I I think this will be a close game. I think that the Steelers are still going to win, but I only have them winning it by three because if Gibson comes out and has a game like he did uh, on Thanksgiving, that it's going to be hard to stop that. So I think that it could be a, a pretty good game.
2: Kelsey, this is, this is a game that Pittsburgh, as far as we know, they will probably still be unbeaten by the time this game comes around. They're not going to be wanting to give up that unbeaten record anytime soon, are they? especially not against the Washington football team.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Katie though, a little bit here. And I think it might be closer, uh, closer than, than we perhaps think. I think it's going to be the Steelers by seven.
2: So they win it by a, a small touchdown. Um, I I think Pittsburgh all the way, I think I, I called it, I think what, back in week seven, I said they'd probably be going unbeaten by week kind of 12, 13. So um, I, I think that still stands. Um, and actually, if they can keep going unbeaten, um, I think they take it all the way. Uh, but we'll have to, to wait and see. Um, the next game is another Monday night game. Um, we've got two um, so we're getting spoiled on Monday. Uh, we've got the Bills at the 49ers. Um, when I say at the 49ers, I mean at Arizona, um, where they're having to play. Uh, I, I heard a couple of players on TV talking about, you know, it's not a training camp for them. They are there to play a game. They're not. They're all sitting doing Zoom calls um, all day long instead of training. And um, Well, they're all getting tested. We spoke about it, Katie, um, in the last show about did they lose any kind of home field advantage? Cause they didn't have fans um, in San Francisco anyway. Um, Kelsey, do you think this is going to make a, a huge difference to the 49ers or are they still going to lose to the bills?
0: I mean, I think, you know, being out of your quote unquote home, your regular routine is, is hard on any athlete. Um, obviously they're professionals. So uh, you know, they, they know how to do this, but I still think at the end of the day, the, the bills are going to take this one. And I think they're going to take it by a touchdown.
2: By a touchdown. Okay. Uh Katie, we, we kind of spoke about this and last show, as I said, and we, we weren't really thinking it was going to cause the 49ers too much of an issue, but the bills are a pretty solid team. And, and your guy, Allen has been tearing up all season long in your fantasy league.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't play that great last week, but he still got the win. Um I'm actually going to go with the 49ers on this one. Again, I, I know i last week I picked the 49ers to upset the Rams I just think that the the 49ers despite having you know the uh, an IR north of uh, four, you know two dozen players um, <laughs> they're still winning games they're still playing hard and they still have a really good defense and I think that that's uh, what's gonna win the game for them is their defense so I have the 49ers winning this game by four
2: by four okay so um, I've taken the Bills. I think that's pretty obvious um, I don't think the four, I think the 49ers have just had so many injuries and they've had such an unlucky season and um, all the way going back to play, having to play two times on that horrible New York pitch. Um, so I, I see this going to the bills, the other team from New York um, by 12. I think they, they handedly win this and um, it'll be quite comfortable for them. I don't think they have too much to worry about. Um, moving along to the last game of, of the weekend, this was supposed to be a Sunday night game. Um, however, it got moved with all the COVID moves because the Ravens can't, keep out of COVID protocols. Um so the Cowboys are in Baltimore, and um, COVID-free hopefully. Um and or you know, I mean if they want to put this game off till next season that'd be fine for me. Um but the Cowboys are with Zico Elliott, who's been horrendous. Um he's not played well at all. Definitely not worth the big contract he got. I think um even Dak Prescott injured is worth more money than Zico Elliott so far this season. Um the Ravens it kind of feels like Lamar Jackson's been found out in terms of his game and and teams have really kind of sunk into his game and not letting him run and his passing hasn't been all that great and he's had to lean on that a lot more. Kelsey this is this has probably got a good win written over it for for the Ravens do you think?
0: Yeah I mean you know I think in looking at you know, the stats and the lineups, but also just on principle, you know, the Cowboys should always lose. So um, <laughs> I think that I go with the, uh, with the Ravens by 10 here.
2: Lawyers weren't supposed to show bias.
0: Oh no, this is just, I mean, I, I talked about science <laughs> and I think and data first. <laughs> we're, we're advocates for our clients. <laughs> I, I,
1: I have to agree with her. Um, I I think, (laughs) oh, that was funny, James. Uh, I I think that, like you said, it does seem like the Ravens are struggling this year and that they have figured out Lamar Jackson. I feel like they're just kind of playing in second or even third gear that they haven't gotten up and running yet. And now the season's almost over, but the, the Cowboys are struggling too much. And I, I, I don't know what's going on with your quarterback or your your running back. I don't know what's going on with him. He's I drafted him in the first round, James. Um, he's, so did I. <laughs> I, I know, he's he's been a major dud this year, and I I don't know. I, I think that he's got to turn his his career around because this this looks really bad for them giving him all that money. Um, I don't think that they have a chance. I have the the Ravens winning by seventeen.
2: 17. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, Cowboys haven't been great. Um, let's be honest. Um, so poor on Thanksgiving, that I fell asleep in the, at the end of the third quarter, only to wake up hours later to find out they'd been totally blown out in the fourth. Um, so yeah, not not a great great season for the Cowboys. Injuries have played a part, but I think Zico Elliott. I mean, I did offer him up um, in the fantasy league to see if anyone wanted to trade for him. Um, Unsurprisingly, no one wanted to trade for him. I don't know why anyone would, but um, he got me two points last week in fantasy. So yeah, I was pretty mad at him, um, and will continue to be mad at him until he puts in some effort because he just doesn't seem to want to be there. He's he's saying the right things in press conferences and whatever else, but when he actually goes onto the field, it's the, the two just don't match up. So um, I have, however, went with my heart and I have taken the Cowboys. Um, because I think Baltimore are going to be coming off a Wednesday night game, going into a Tuesday night game. It's a bit short. I, I, I'm taking the, the Cowboys by two, so only a, a slight, slight victory, um, but I think a victory nonetheless, and Andy Dalton will will, will see us through um, and, and help us pick up a much-needed win and push for the playoffs
0: good luck they <laughs> say and they say that uh the women are women are emotional the two women here went with their head and the the guy went with his heart
2: hey <laughs> anyway, men can be emotional too um so
0: <laughs> very true very true
2: so um so that is the slate for for uh, this week and um, it's got a lot of good games in it katie is there any kind of particular game that you're looking forward to
1: I, well, I think that the the best game of the the week is actually going to be that Browns game. Um, it, it's like I said, I, who would have thought that we they would have the same record at this point of the season? And they have that two headed running attack. So, it, I think that's going to be my game of the of the week, the the Browns Titans.
2: And Kelsey, any any particular game that stands out for you that you're desperate to see?
0: I mean, quite honestly, I'm like terrified of the NFL this season and COVID. <laughs> I'm being quite honest. I want to see almost I want to see the season over as soon as possible because it seems absolutely terrifying that they're still playing with, uh, the protocols that they have and the number of positive results they have, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to watch my Eagles get, get pounced a bit. Um, and other than that, I'm just going to hope for, you know, I'm actually probably going to hope for, uh, you know, some more, uh, crazy circumstances, like having another Wednesday, uh, you know, three o'clock PM Eastern
2: Time game. Yeah, that would be interesting. I can't say as much. It's it's alright for us in the UK because if it's on at three o'clock Eastern, um, it's on at like half eight at night, um, in the right. UK, so we actually get to watch it. Um, so it's, it's not too bad. Um, Katie, um, you've been about this week doing podcasts and, and various things. Have you anything to plug this week?
1: Yeah, I have uh, my Rocky Mountain Marketing podcast, a great episode this week, um, talking, again, more marketing tips and tricks that you can implement with your business and uh, just different social media marketing tips that you can take. Um, And I also was on the Gladiate Beautifully podcast, once again, talking social media and uh, what platforms you should be on for your business and how to increase your reach and engagement by 45%. So um, go ahead and listen to that podcast. It's again, it's the Gladiate Beautifully podcast. All Both of those can be found on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your
0: podcast
2: to listen. Awesome. Uh, and Kelsey, have you got anything that you're up to? Are you on anywhere else uh, over the next week or so?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think somewhere, somehow the, there's an interview with the BBC uh, World News uh, that I did this morning that should be out at some point talking about the U.S. Women's National Team uh, Equal Pay lawsuit and kind of the updates on that. Uh, and then my company has two new shows airing this week on a We've got the season premiere, season two of Court Cam uh, this week, as well as our new show called Killer Cases that airs Thursday night, I believe at 9 p.m. on a
2: okay i don't think we get any of those shows in the uk sadly um <laughs>
0: actually our, our one show uh, killer cases is is syndicated abroad so that's somewhere on some network cineflix maybe cinepix something like that
2: i will um, uh, i'll try and look look for it and see if we can find a link for it for you
0: really um, if you're into true crime
2: <laughs> hey we have a true crime channel Um, over here. So uh, there you go. Um, So normally we would ask a guest who's first time on uh, to pick their five top sports films of all time. However, with it being December, uh, we have decided to go down the Christmas route. Um, And so we're going to go, all three of us, uh, we'll select our top five Christmas films of all time. Um, So we'll just run through those and see if any any match up. Um, Katie, do you want to lead us off?
1: All right. Should I read all five of them or are we going to do 555? Five, five, five?
2: Yeah, we'll just do 555. Five, five. Yeah.
1: Okay. So my number five is the classic Miracle on 34th Street. I would watch that with my mom all the time growing up. So number five is Miracle on 34th Street.
2: Okay. And Kelsey, what about you?
0: My number five is the very recent uh, Happiest Season. And, you know, to make all top five uh, lists of Christmas films, um, and be such a new one I think is you know I think it was a bold move on my part um, but it's such a refreshing thing to see such different representation in the holiday rom-com arena uh, so I thought they did a brilliant job so that's that's up there plus it was just fun um, Aubrey Plaza it's amazing in it so I'm gonna go with that
2: so I have seen that advertised over here. I, I don't know if it came out over here last year or if they're just bringing it out this year, but they're certainly advertising it on TV over here um, a lot. So it's probably one that I will catch over the holiday season. Uh, my number five is an absolute classic because um, I was about eight years old when it came out. Uh, mine is Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. You can't beat it. Because yeah. you have to be thirsty for more, surely.
1: <laughs> we actually were talking about whether or not our, our daughters were old enough to watch that yet. And we're, we're going to hold off for at least one more year. Because oh, of they the... <laughs> are.
2: <laughs> my three-year-old well, my... sits and watches it and laughs the entire time.
1: <laughs> well, we, we actually were going, we started watching my number four on the list, which was Tim Allen in The Santa Claus and that was a little bit too uh I don't know imaginative traumatic for them because <laughs> wait what is why are they talking about there not being a Santa Claus mom what, what, what why are they saying and I was like okay we're just gonna turn this off so um yeah the Santa Claus is my number four on the list but I still can't watch that yet with them
2: <laughs> yeah my kids didn't notice that there's the no Santa Claus thing um Kelsey what about you for number four
0: Number four for me is the um, the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. I just love it, you know, hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. I think he's so good in that film and it's, I love
2: it. Yeah, my oldest and son, he, he's a big fan of, of the Grinch. Um, he watches the cartoon as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fan in my, my household. My number four is um, definitely, you have to see this film at Christmas is Die Hard 2.
1: I've never actually seen any of the Die Hards.
0: What? It's a, is it an
2: ultimate Christmas movie?
0: Yeah, I think he just wanted to fledge the debate here about whether or not Die Hard was a
2: <laughs> Christmas movie,
0: but we'll let that go.
2: <laughs> oh dear, that's not going to go well for later on. Um, Katie, we'll move swiftly on to your number three.
1: Number three is Elf with Will Ferrell. And I had to get another Will Ferrell movie in there for you, James. That one's just for you. But uh, Elf is my my number three.
2: Okay. And before I say anything derogatory about Will Ferrell, Kelsey, how about you?
0: I am. Um, my Elf is actually my number two. So I'm just going to throw that in there. My number three is uh, not the classic Miracle on 34th Street, uh, but the newer version because um what's his name the guy in it I just loved him so much uh and the lighting everyone has a halo over their head the entire they're all so beautifully lit um and it's just you know I loved watching that version of it so that's my number three and then also my number two is elf
2: is elf okay um so my number three is trading places um with Eddie Murphy and um, Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis as well so um it's a, a good holiday film um lots of laughs. And, and that's what I like at Christmas is to laugh. So um, Katie, what about your number two?
1: My number two is Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, if you've never seen it, Michael Caine play, stars as Scrooge and it is fantastic. Uh, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes long. So but it, it's a really good one. And it's a great way to introduce kids to a classic story of a Christmas Carol. So you got to give it a try.
2: Yeah, it's uh, one I remember um, from years ago. It's um, probably not one I'd watch now, but I think my kids would like it. I've actually not, I don't think they've seen it yet. So that's probably something I'll have to drag out for them. Uh, my number two, I'm um, keeping down the, the comedy kind of route. Um, and I'm surprised neither of you have, have maybe come up with this one, is uh, Love Actually. Um, it's got an all-star cast. I mean, uh, just about everyone who's everyone at the time when this was made is in it. Um and I just think it's, it's just quite a nice movie, just to sit back and you don't have to think about anything, and there's no kind of guns going on for anything like that. And it's just a nice, good, wholesome, romantic film. Well, are we
1: ready for my number one? Ready to number ones? All right. Uh, yeah,
2: go for it. Yes, with number it. Number
1: one is Christmas Vacation. Uh, Same classic. <laughs> yep. I mean, I can watch this. You know five, six times, uh, every, every holiday season. It is my absolute favorite. Um, so many quotable lines in it and, uh, so many relatable parts. Um, a lot of sap in here, a lot of sap. Um, I, I love that movie, uh, Christmas vacation, number one. Okay. Yeah, so I'm Kelsey's-
0: right there with Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, the light scene in and of itself, just, you could watch on repeat and just laugh and in the back. It's, it's just so wonderful. Um, you know I watch it with my family and the laughter is like howling and it never gets old it really just never gets
2: old so I have a confession I have never seen this film film before
1: and the the podcast now just end it now
2: (laughs) (laughs) we're both out (laughs) and you brought up Will Ferrell um so it's it's not not a film that I've uh I've seen um so it's I, I guess I'm gonna have to go watch it now um so my number one and both of you will probably be unhappy with this the stance i mean i thought i'd take some heat for love actually but i didn't um my my number one is die hard mm, yeah. I'm, I'm going with john mclean i think it is a christmas movie it happens at christmas it's in la so it's going to be sunny so there's not a lot of snow however um it's just a good action film that happens at christmas and this is I, what they
0: call fanning the flames you know, this is really what they call a flagrant foul. Uh, really just inflammatory trying to get, uh, you know, everyone on the edge of their seats here <laughs> with the
1: debate. Yeah. I've, I've actually never seen any of the diehards. I, I, I don't plan on, on seeing any of them, especially at Christmas time. It's Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, te- <laughs> I take no particular stance on this other than um, I know a lot of people do take a stance on it and um and I don't
2: so, care. <laughs> so so here's, here's a question for you. Is Frozen a Christmas movie?
1: I don't think so, but it's been no, showing up on the so. Christmas stations lately. So I'll you know, ask Alexa to play a, Chris, you know, play a Christmas station. All of a sudden, Let It Go is coming on. So I don't know if it's just because I have two little girls, but it's been popping in on the Christmas tunes this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank, thankfully, not on mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't get my voice to go that high. Um, well, uh, Katie and Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us um, for, for Guess the Win Margins. Um, it's an exciting weekend of football. There's a lot of great games um, to look forward to. Um, Katie will be back next week um, when we review uh, week 13. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, Kelsey, and hopefully we'll speak to you real soon.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you, as always, uh, to Katie for coming on the show and um, giving us her thoughts and her insights uh, into the teams and into the matchups that are happening in week 13. Um, always great to hear from Katie. And a huge shout-out to Kelsey Trainer for coming on the show. She is exceptionally busy, um, but she took time out of her day uh, to come play Yes to Win Margins with us, um, so very, very grateful to her for that. Um, also, um, we heard everyone's top five Christmas movies of all time. I um, hope you enjoyed that. I'm still going with Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, we'll maybe put a poll out on social media. Um, talking social media, please do get involved and engage with us. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, across the Bond sports podcast. And we are also on uh, Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Um, great show uh today we will now be back next week and um, we've got no shows um for the rest of this week um so myself and katie will be back um on probably tuesday um as we go over um week 13 and what's happened um A lot of great games to to look forward to over the weekend. We will be on Collide covering a game. We'll put that out on our social media uh, once that has um, been confirmed. Um, And so, everyone, please have a great weekend, and we'll speak to you real soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family